Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, Palm. Follow me on Twitter at dpalm66. Follow the show on Twitter at UDPod. Follow the entire MTR Network at, you guessed it, the MTR Network. You found us. Don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere. Get your podcasts for free. 99. We're back, guys. Over 250 episodes of this podcast. If you've been with me for a while, you had over 220 episodes over on DG Crazy. If you're a nerd, you've heard hundreds of Super Tuesday recaps, character corners, comic book clubs. I want to take a chance to say thank you. Thank you for letting me be part of your life, part of your day, get you through whatever you're getting through, and uh, let us entertain you a little bit. And uh, we're going to keep doing that. I'm very excited for football to have started up, get us back in the swing of things with weekly UD Pod podcasts. And what better way to get us kicked off than by having our editor-in-chief here, We've got Chris from Super Tuesday, from Character Corner, from Comic Book Club, from all our premium shows. What up, Chris? What's going on, man? Good to be here. I didn't say Insanity Report because I don't feel like jinxing the world. <laughs> Although we are doing one every month. We did two last month, and, well, you know, it's we did two. Did we get two indictments last last month? No, but we're, I, are we up to four? Because they weren't mine. Are we, are we up to three? Yeah, I mean, well, that also why you're you're not you're not running for president, so you can't be. Sure. If you're not running. If you're not running for president, then you're obviously don't you're not in any legal trouble. So, um, <laughs> yeah, just just uh, the world we live in right now, I, I I literally can't believe it. So it's 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 America uh, in 2023, buddy, and yeah. uh, this is why we're shutting down the insanity report because yeah, some of yeah. this isn't your fault, but it may, I can't prove it's not either. I know, I know, yeah, it just. Yeah. Let's talk about the world of sports. The biggest news, of course, we're recording this Sunday, uh, August 6th. Biggest news is the Women's World Cup. I think it's cool. We're getting uh, the round of 16 started. We're going to talk about what happened with the U.S. very shortly. But the very fact that the round of 16 is happening right now makes me super excited. You look at all these brown teams that are making their very first World Cups uh, tournament stages. Jamaica had to use a GoFundMe to afford to make it there, and they're making the round of 16 versus Colombia. Um but let's, I guess, talk about the turn in the French Bowl. This morning at 5 a.m., I was asleep. My wife, uh, who was waiting to have our son, woke up and said, let me just watch this here game. She stayed up all morning to watch a 0-0 draw and have Sweden beat the U.S. in the shootout. A lot of people were saying, oh, this is when you've got X, Y, and Z. These are the reasons why. Chris, call me crazy, but you and I are old enough to. We've watched the Dream Team. We watched them come through and crush people and sign autographs on the court. And what happened in the ensuing years, other teams invested. They put the time, they put the energy, they put the money in. The stars left their eyes, and they came in and competed. Last two World Cups, unprecedented for anyone in either men or women's side to win three. Was this just kind of that time for the U.S. women? Yeah, I mean, it, it happens. And also, you know, Again, other teams invest time and money into their programs, and well, you know, do we all the time? So, hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I, I think everybody says it's a disappointment. Everybody always says it's a disappointment when um, a superstar team that's won already been unprecedented, already run two in a row, loses. But I'm like, it's unprecedented if they won because nobody else has done it before, right? Yeah. So, like, it. Yeah, people are like it's just it's a disappointment. I'm like, eh, is, is it though? Is it really a disappointment? It, it is. It's a disappointment. I mean, it's, you it's a disappointment. You, you want and you expect them to win, but you're right. Like, if no one's ever been this good before, then how the hell do you expect them to maintain it? Right. I mean, and and it's also foolish to think that 
the other teams wouldn't also set their game up. It's mm-hmm. we see it in sports all the time, right? It's like, come on, like, hey, yeah, the Golden State Warriors, that's a dynasty, they're doing great. It's like, yeah, and of course, other teams are gonna just sit around and just say, well, we're not gonna beat them. You know, the Bulls. Oh, hang, up the, well, hang up the sneakers, y'all. We oh, can't catch oh, them. Here comes, here comes Jordan in them again. I guess we should try. We, I guess we shouldn't try anymore. It's like, no, man. It's it's it, it, yeah. I I think it's one of those things of. I think people look at it when when a when a dream team loses is they really fell off. Is it that they fell off, or did the other teams also just step their games up and get better? So that just means, hey, back to the drawing board. How many? When, when is the World Cup? Is it every four years? Every four, yeah. Yeah, so every four years. Guess what, guys? You got four years to step their game back up and get right back on top. So it's just it's just what it is, man. It's just I think we've gotten to this point where, and it's been true for sports all the time, but I think everything we have is instant gratification, and we can't. I, I still think back to what Giannis said last year when people said, are, are you disappointed and things like that? And he gave that really, really great answer about like, yeah, no, nah, man, we just, we, I worked really hard. Is it, is it, you know, is, is, are you, you know, I can't remember exactly how he said it, but it's so like. Every article you write, the best article you ever written. Exactly. It's like, come on, man. Like that, that that's how we need to start looking at things. And I, and I know that's not how we've always looked at sports and things like that. And it, it's kind of, but when we look at everything in the world right now where it's everything's a zero sum game, either you've won it all and you've done the best and you've not just won, right? But like you've crushed the competition. Because here's the thing, they won the first game, right? Was it like three nothing or something like that? And they're like, oh, it's disappointment because we were trying to win eight zero. I'm like, the fuck? <sighs> okay. All right. Like, so you're already setting some impossible, like some impossible standards to 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 meet anyway. And you set yourself up for failure so that if it's not perfect, then it's not good. Or, and if you stumble a little bit and you lose, which is just a part of life, that somehow it's the end of the world and all. Heads, like, guys, guys, it's, calm the fuck down. Got four well, more it's, years also, it's also that they put themselves in this rarefied air to where it's like, we don't talk about you unless, like, I, I always compare this with the U.S. men's and, and women's basketball teams. It's it's the 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 bigotry of such high expectations that people won't have an opinion until they can say something negative. Right. Like there was no big outcry until I forget the young lady who used to play for uh, the national team came out and said, "There's too many agendas and individuality." Like motherfucker, they won two with the same agendas. Like I need everyone to just fall back and say, "Hey, look, that's how sports work. Things don't break your way all the time." Simone Biles came back this weekend and won her first Olymp- uh, gymnastics competition since bowing out of the Olympics three years ago. Like it's sports are fucking tough. They're hard. It's hard to yeah. win things. And yeah. this time, for the first time in a while, we watched the U.S. women fall short. Yeah. Could that be part of it? But that'd be the first time in what twelve years. It's the first time when we get the. Uh, I had some stats in front because they won. They won two times in the last the last two years. It happens every four years. They won fifteen and nineteen. Okay. Um, Rapino's first oh national team event was in 06. They this is the first time they've been hold scoreless. I think it's a let's see the scoreless streak right now is like two hundred thirty eight minutes longest that the uh, U.S. has ever uh, had in World Cup history. Uh, the goalie they faced against Sweden, she put up eleven saves. She is a WSL um, goalkeeper for Chelsea. It's a single game World Red Cup record for a goalkeeper who kept a clean sheet. Like the fact that he's taking record-breaking performances to beat them isn't. It also means that they're inspiring record-breaking performances. 
you can't right. come in as the biggest dog in the yard and be surprised when you get everyone's best game. And so right. I think it's exciting. It's going to be a more of a level set for hopefully international women's soccer. Uh, we've, this is the generation of women who have come up. The young lady for Jamaica, who is one of the leading scorers, is 17 years old. She's from Shamley High School here in Atlanta. Uh, it is, it's, I, again, like I said, I'm excited for the future of the sport. I'm excited for the fact that, do I want the U.S. to win? Of course. The only time I get become patriotic is 4th of July, and when I realize the women's national team is playing soccer. That mm-hmm. being said, I'm not myopic enough to think that them dominating is good for the sport. This opportunity is going to be great for them. And guess what? It's going to be good for the women's national team because as as blocked in the Sweden was and as great as the team has been, it's also a team in a transitionary period where they wanted to also go for the future and also honor the people who've come before. So I think that with the rash of retirements and the experience gained by the younger players, this could be the beginning of something really important and really special for women's soccer here in uh, the U.S. And so I'm excited for it. We've been in like the dog days of summer, which is the sports drought. There's nothing really going on, which is why, you know, you've seen a lot of different gimmicks on your sports television. The first one I've seen that I loved happened this week on First Take. Don't like First Take, don't like Stephen A. But they invited Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns on. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get something over, send professional wrestlers out there. They asked Paul Heyman who the best manager ever was. Have you seen this video? No, I haven't. The answer's perfect because he goes, it's me. <laughs> Stephen A, of course, says, well, when I was a kid, Bobby your Brain Heenan was the greatest. Without skipping a beat, Paul Heyman looks at him and says, he's dead. Screw him. <laughs> like, in the next 30 seconds, he then, he buries uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan. He starts a fight with God because then he falls up and says, you could say Jimmy Hart, but he's still alive, and that's why God doesn't love me. Starts a feud with God. Puts over his champ, says, I may be the greatest, but that's because I work for Roman Reigns. And then he puts over the event he was promoting, and the only time you're going to see Roman Reigns next is SummerSlam this Saturday. It was, Chris, like I jokingly say that our greatest performers, it was a master class. I was like, that man in 30 seconds did like Stephen A was flabbergasted. It was amazing. <laughs> Screw him, he's dead is the greatest response. But I have to ask you, I've been doing stand up comedy. I talk about sports. It is weird to talk about sports in the comedic fashion because people take themselves so fucking seriously. Like, what if they asked LeBron James about changing his number back away from six? He's changing his number of six back to 23 this year in honor of uh, the passing of Bill Russell. What if LeBron James was able to say, he's dead, screw him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if LeBron James would be like, the only six you're going to remember when I'm done is the one on this chest? Bill who? I ain't never played for no Celtic. Like, wouldn't sports be more fun if we could just have fun with them? Yeah. I, you know what the problem, though, is everyone else is too serious. It's just so, so dumb. You can the They go on the Daily yeah. Show. But that's what I'm saying, because, like, like, UFC is trying that. The UFC is trying the professional wrestling thing, but you're like, but you guys suck at it because you guys are serious. Just, you guys are. They don't you have guys aren't in on the joke. Design. Yeah, you you guys aren't in on the joke. Like this is you got to be in on the joke, and you're not in on the joke. You guys actually believe this bullshit. It's like, damn it, man. It's like, come on, you know. And that's what makes that's that's what makes professional because like again, it's like when you when you see anything that um. Stone Cold does, and you realize it's like Stone Cold's actually kind of a softie. Like, yo, like this is softie. He's a like you realize it's like 
oh my god the rattlesnake is actually a huge softy this dude is oh my god <laughs> well, it's, it's so funny because when people discover wrestling i'm like you gotta remember it's just theater kids who found the gym yeah <laughs> like it wasn't steve austin's there it was different it was like tough guys you got smartened up but like now yeah. it's yeah. just theater kids who found a lot of gyms mm-hmm. like you yeah. know like oh i can yeah. do theater in the round three days a week sweet mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so it's is that so so i think that's the thing it's why it's why they also make end up making great actors right i keep trying to tell people like yo um dave batiste is actually pretty good at acting um you know like you know he might not get some of the great movies but like he was uh what was that or the m M night movie i forget what it was called earlier this year he was actually really great in that and it's like it's scary how good this like i the biggest thing he gets the biggest thing that, that 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 wrestlers have against them is they've gotten too big so now when you see them in the roles that they play you're like god damn it like it doesn't make sense but damn it you're acting your fucking asshole like him and um john cena, cena. Yeah. yeah him and cena like i'm sorry everybody keeps talking about the rock and they, i'm like no it's, it's between john cena right now and and dave batista because cena got some acting chops like he like i can't remember what the movie was i saw him in that he played the parent, and oh my god, it was... Uh, uh, Cockblockers or whatever it was. Cockblockers, yes. I was like, guys, John Cena's fucking... We got a problem. John Cena's hilarious. We got a like, John Cena's fucking <laughs> problem. Like, this dude's a fucking problem. Like, god damn it. Like, he is, he is a goddamn problem. Because I'm like, oh. he's he's so good at it. And then and then you got the Batista, and like, you realize with Batista, it's like, the more dramatic the role, the more, the better Batista is. And you're like, there's nothing worse than the scary, smart, like gentle giant. And I'm like, that's Dave Batista in some of these roles he's taking. Like a quiet, a quiet giant man is horrible. Yeah, the quiet giant man that you're like definitely afraid of. Like, you're just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, these guys can actually play, pull this bullshit off. And I'm like, ah, yeah. Well, you like, got to remember that, that, that they've had to do three jobs. One, mm-hmm. elevate sometimes less than elevated material. Mm-hmm. Two, deliver lines in a live setting mm-hmm. with no retakes or anything. And three, they've had to hit their marks because if you miss your mark in a wrestling ring, your opponent could die. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it, the the amount of talent that mm-hmm. has to come out of that, and I think we sometimes, not even sometimes, we just don't give enough credit for it. So when you see them step out and go for this, like. I mean, even even with Dwayne Johnson, right? Like at this point, he's kind of bought too much into the Kool Aid at this point. Sometimes, right, right, right. but he's like when he first, the, the yeah. But when he first started off, I kind of told people was like, "Hey, hey guys, Dwayne Johnson." Because right now he takes us, he just plays the Rock in every role now at this point. But like Which when he first good started for his off, books. It, you know, hey, don't don't be wrong, don't be wrong. Like it's good for his pocketbooks. However, when he first started off, some of the roles he was taking was like he actually had to show off a different range of talent. I was like. Hey guys, nah, he's actually can he can actually do this. He he's actually he's actually doing it better than some of the actors out here. And and, and what you said is true. It's like because they have to do it day in and day out and they have to do it live. So it's like doing theater, but also there's it's a just physical, theater in the round because you've got to play in the back of the room. And you've got to play all four corners of the stage. Yeah, you know it's just that thing. So every now and then it's like it's not lost. I mean, sometimes I go onto YouTube and find those old promos and you just watch it. It's like they're commanding thousands of people in a ring right and and then after in that, their underwear in their underwear and then oh by the way 
five minutes after that, they're beating each other inside the heads. Improv, like, improv uh, stunt work. Let's go. In, improv stunt, stunt work. I'm like, I don't think we truly understand how much work that goes into that. Like, nobody understands how much work and how hard that is. It's like, again, and I grew up on the WWF, when it was WWF, right? I grew up on that shit and watching, you know, them come down and have to spend, you know, the first 30 minutes of a show was just them talking shit to each other, <laughs> you know, all the time. And you're just like, this is some good shit. And then you realize it's like, like, again, using the rock as that thing of like the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. It's like, yeah, no, no. He used to electrify the entirety of an arena. Like, and arenas are huge. And they would pack it. And he would have everyone chanting his fucking name. I'm like, yeah. guys, do you understand? You can't and silence and silence him with an eyebrow raise. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then, 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 and then silence him with the eyebrow raise. And it's like, guys, like, like, do you understand the power that that has? <laughs> like, you can't. And it's also like, why get why no one would ever quit this? I would do right, this right, 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 right. It's like, like, guys, you guys have trouble sometimes having a call and response to the Beyonce concert. Sometimes you can't get people complete silence, but like. Dwayne Johnson raised an eyebrow. Everybody shut the fuck up. Just saying. I love Beyonce. Not trying to talk shit. I'm just saying. Views and opinions expressed by Chris do not reflect those of the UD pod. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Not. I'm just. That's not. Not Beyonce. Not taking Beyonce is more. Some of the cities ain't ain't following their cues, right? Just saying that some of the cities ain't following their cues. That's a demographic conversation. Yeah. Let's talk about something. I don't think you did this. I didn't actually ask you yet. Did you buy the Nate Jake Paul Nate Diaz fan? Come on, dog. I, I am not. So. I am not I buying so. into this gimmick bullshit. While he just there and fight. so here's the fucking problem, and this is why I've actually started watching UFC. This is all Dana White's fault. If Dana White just paid his fucking UFC fighters, they right. wouldn't be over here fighting the fucking reality. I understand that he is actually a professional fighter now. He's done enough time that we actually have to give. I just say Jake Paul his credit that he is now a, actually a professional boxer. I have to say that he's actually putting the work in. I can actually say that too. He's actually putting the work in. He's actually training. But if 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 Dana White actually paid his fighters a living wage and paid them right, they the aging, semi-retired fighters that he that Jake Paul is now fighting wouldn't have to be trying to sell their souls to fight Jake Paul in a fucking boxing match. It just wouldn't have to fucking happen, right? Like. Jake Paul would be fighting actual boxers who are actually ranked and we would be at the end of this bullshit or it would have ended this bullshit. Now we're going to keep doing this because, yeah, he's going to fight. He's going to end up fighting Conor McGregor. It's going to happen, right? I know this it's going to happen. Okay. It's, yeah. I'm going to try to say this in professional wrestling. Jake Paul is the outsider heel who's slowly beating up on legends until you book a baby face to beat him and that's going to be your biggest star of all time. The only reason I support these bullshit fights is because everyone's getting paid. Yeah, that's the only thing that, yeah. That's the only, like, dog, I, I'm with you, like, that's not part of the sport. But guess what, Dana? You gutted your sport. So now you've got your guys forced to, guess what? Not take that many punches from a fucking YouTuber to get a big paycheck. Yeah. Why yeah, would I, I ever go fight for you for pennies again? It, it, I think we said this last time I was on. Where I couldn't fault Jake, I was like, God damn it! Sometimes the the worst person you know made a great point when he was like, Hey, listen, I'm paying the, I'm I'm doing what Dana's not doing. I'm paying the fighters. I'm giving you guys a part of the purse. I'm giving you I'm giving you the, I'm giving you guys the payday that Dana White can't do. And I was like, God damn it! I hate this motherfucker. But he ain't telling a fucking lie. Can I say something I wouldn't have said a year ago? Go ahead. 
his brother's a really good professional wrestler. Oh, his brother is? I hate it. <laughs> it's so goddamn infuriating. What, Logan? That, he, that he's that good in the ring. Logan Paul? Oh my god. I didn't even know I didn't even know Logan Paul was a God Dog, damn. Logan Paul put on a fucking show last night. He opened SummerSlam with Ricochet, got on a plane, and was there for his brother's walkout in Dallas. God damn it. I hate the fact. I hate that he's this good at this. You know what it is? I have become I have become that old man. I'm not gonna yeah. I have no shame in it at all. I have become that old man who hates on the younger people that have literally who I've watched become famous for like bullshit and memes on YouTube now actually have careers. I have now become that I am I am openly a hater of that shit and I do not I do not hide it. I don't care. Like I, I don't, don't care how much they change. Say... Go ahead. No, because I don't care how much I change. I don't care how much they turn over a new leaf. I will hate the both of them for the like. I find out about the thing that happened in in um in New York where the dude who was a Twitch streamer Dog. or something like that, See? and I was like, who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is this dude? Who the fuck is this dude that he gets two thousand? I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I I just I I, I I'm like, oh my god, I become a, I become a father. I become my son I become may never man. see YouTube. I, I was just I, I I was like I've become that dude. Like the YouTube Twitch stars are now are are are, are the rappers of of, of the rapper of our of our time. They're the oh yeah who's that and your pair going like who's that person? I was like yo no it's this is this is a, this is the person this is the rapper. And they're like oh my god I can't I'm that my guy. My goal now. is to be I, like can you explain to me why it's cool? And if the kid can't explain to me, I go well then we need to find something else that's cool because you can't explain why you think this is cool. Let's talk about some other sports before I get too mad at the Pauls being good. Mm. Baseball's trade deadline happened. No one cares because it's baseball. But a funny thing happened. So I don't know if you're aware of, like, uh, did you ever watch the show? Um, what's the fucking show? On um, Showtime with uh, Bobby Axelrod and was, uh, what's it called? Oh. No, I didn't have Showtime, so I probably didn't watch it. What was a show called uh, Billions. Oh, I, didn't, okay, I heard of it, but I haven't watched it yet. So the main guy in Billions is based on a real man named Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen bought the Mets and then spent an ungodly amount of money on them this year. If you've ever known anything about baseball, you can guess how this ended. The bet the Mets are fucking terrible. Right now, Chris, their payroll is over about a hundred, about three hundred million dollars this season. Right now, they owe one hundred and fifty-five million dollars for the rest of the year to traded, released, or bought-out players. Next year's entire payroll is one hundred and forty-eight million dollars. I, I love it because it proves it proves something that we're about to go into further. You cannot buy winning. You cannot buy winning. You cannot buy winning. Before I move into college football and why you're about to get into the most fun season of your life. Did you see? I want to get the names correct because I don't watch baseball. Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson yesterday. Well, the fight. Nigga, look. Well, I mean, was it really a fight? I don't know. Ah, if it was a fight. Ah, ah. <laughs> what do you mean? I had a forty-person backup and still got knocked out. Um, <laughs> guys, <laughs> like, like I'm just like, ooh, buddy, most, maybe you don't start some shit. Like, ugh. most sports fights are bullshit. It's a lot of posturing guys who don't want to fight. Yesterday we had a wonderful confluence. We had two guys who apparently did want to fight, 
and a referee who apparently abdicated all responsibility aren't um, supposed to stop this. These two niggas mm-hmm. squared up and the room cleared out. It looked like a Street Fighter 2 level. I was mm-hmm. like, where is everyone else? They circle a couple times. Oh. The White Sox bench clears. They're jockeying with, uh, with Jose Ramirez and hold him back. He lets go a wild swing and sleeps Tim Anderson. Uh, Who's uh, Tim Anderson? I'm, I'm Glad you asked. Tim Anderson found out last this year that his two daughters with his wife are being joined by, drumroll please, a son by a woman out of wedlock. <laughs> Neither family can be reached for comment. Hmm. Chris, you can't. Especially because Tim's the one who squared up. That's what I was going to say. I'm watching it again. Cause I look, As you were talking about it, it just happened to pop on my feet again. Um, I'm watching it. I'm like, yo, Tim is the one that squared up. He took his gloves off. He squared yeah. up first. Like, you, he asked for it. Like, hey, nigga, you can't ask for the fight. You're here. You're bat or nothing. Yo, he didn't. He didn't. Like, Ramirez didn't. Like, yeah. Like, it's just, you know. It, Ramirez wasn't trying. Like he just Anderson decided he wanted to be that dude. He squared. He squared up first, and he, he not only did he square up first, he took the first punch. Yo, you squared up. You squared up, and you threw the first punch, and then got slept. Hey man, there's a lesson in that. <laughs> if you can't fight, the, them walking Timmy back and him not having his legs yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Y'all better mm-hmm. put the leaving on the ground. <laughs> hey man, we on TV. The fuck is this? Did they announce what the, the fallout that was gonna be? They, they, it's gonna be day. It's gonna be games. It's gonna everybody gonna get like five or ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, baseball. But I'm just, yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. But I'm just they let them fight in baseball. But they squared off like a hockey fight. I was like, what the fuck is this? Is, is baseball the new hockey where people drop gloves and everyone else clears out? I was very confused when I saw that clip the first time. I, yeah. Mm. Uh, I will say, probably the most exciting I've ever seen in a baseball game. The movie. most interesting baseball's been, and baseball's better. Yo, that pitch clock helps. I'm just sitting in a bar oh, waiting no, on the opening no. start, and those games move fast as shit now. Oh, dude, I didn't, so I didn't tell you. So I went to a game from, an, and um, for, I think it was for Father's Day, I took my dad to a Nationals game, right? Nice. And I didn't know about the pitch clock, because I'm not going to lie, usually I'm just like, yo, it's seven, and then we're, we out, I don't want time for this shit, it's too much, yeah. I'm just, I but they have the it's pitch clock. It used like, to be a long ass day. It's a long ass day. Now, man, we is brave blazing through this. I'm like, this is great. It's like, it's the game is too I'm sorry, the game is too long. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. I understand it's supposed to be America's pastime. It's, it shouldn't yeah, yeah, be. Yeah. It's boring as fuck. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say that. Anytime, now I, I mentioned this before, I, I went to a game uh, last year when I saw this. I made a mention of this. Anytime a flock of pigeons can come down onto the playing field. And stay there for two, three innings and never have to fucking move because there's no action happening. Your your sport is boring. I'm sorry. Your sport is boring. Like can you imagine that? Can 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 you imagine if like a dog like ran onto the basketball court and just plopped up there at the three point line and it didn't fucking matter because like eh, it's fine. They're never gonna get past half court. Like that's literally what happened. And I was just like Guys, you can't tell me this is an exciting sport when animals can literally plop down on your playing field and it doesn't fucking matter. Like, no, I was expecting somebody to rush out there, shoo the birds away. Didn't even bother. Didn't even bother. And I'm just like, this is not real. But a better experience now with your pops? Oh, yeah, definitely a better experience. Because one, I, I can also get the, we go, uh, 
I always, you know, I do this because I can do the national games. They're not too expensive. Uh, I go and I make sure I get the tickets where we can get into the all you can eat place too. So you can eat all yeah. you can eat, and um, we can watch the game. So we can get they're still decently priced tickets, and doesn't take too long. So I'm like, hey, perfect. Let's keep this shit moving. I mean, I think we were there for maybe an hour or two. We were already, I think we were there for two hours. There was already a seventh inning, and I was like, this is amazing. This is great. <laughs> this is fucking great. Because here's the thing. If the game is exciting, the game will extend. If the game is not exciting, you get it over early. I'm like, this is perfect. This is how it should be, right? Like, if you want me to stay longer, make your game more exciting. You know, have the, have it going back and forth. Have the endings extended by, you know, runs being happening. But if you're just throwing nothing but strikeouts or it's 0-0 zero, zero by the seventh inning, I shouldn't be there for four fucking hours, right? So, yeah, let's keep this shit moving. Keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving. So. Yeah, man, it's great. For Love those it. of you new to the podcast, last year Chris discovered college football. Chris discovered college football because it was it's literally the craziest sport on earth. Well, I don't know how close he watched this past week, but it got a lot crazier. Before we get into the craziness, I want to talk about one story that is still funny to me. Uh, last this summer, we've seen a rash of a betting scandal erupt over Iowa and Iowa State. A lot of players were gambling on their own games, other games. First things first, I want to make something very clear. All these athletes involved, zero female athletes from either school. You can draw your own conclusions. My favorite one that's come out, I don't know if you know about this. There's a backup kicker on the Iowa Hawkeyes, Aaron Bloom, who has been accused of betting on the 2021 game between Iowa and Iowa State. They call it the Cyhawk game, Cyhawk trophy. The bet was an under of 45-20 total points. Of course he won, first and foremost. The game has averaged, produced an average of 28 total points for the last four years. We could sit here for days and talk about um, the Ferentz family and why they should be arrested. But, Chris, Iowa football player looked at his team and said, us and another team ain't scoring no 45 points. Let me make this money. <laughs> this isn't gambling, Chris. This is risk-free investing. <laughs> I, betting the under for Iowa, Iowa State is a God-given right. I don't think all the other kids should be punished. You shouldn't gamble on sports. This wasn't gambling. Yeah, I. You guys already know how I feel about the whole gambling on sports thing. I, I just feel like if you guys don't want the people, if you don't want athletes get, and, and you're right, there is a problem with. I do see how problems going to occur with someone place gambling on their especially on their own teams and things like that i can see how that's opening up for corruption but i would say the same thing about maybe having announcers and analysts being able and whole sports networks aligned to sports betting who are now covering the athletes and things like that so to me it's like if it, it either is bad or it's okay right it can't be two sets of rules where you're like oh yeah we're worried about the athletes themselves putting their finger on the scale but i'm like well, what about everybody else? So you're telling well, me that it's the different because journal- like things like the NFL and NBA, they have that, but they're getting revenue from those gambling like that. You're 100 percent right. If I'm a college athlete and y'all ain't paying me anyway, why the fuck wouldn't I gamble? And honestly, right. gambling the under in Iowa, Iowa State is literally the definition of gambling responsibly. Like, exactly. For, right. like, I get it. It's not great, but it, it could be worse. You could have right. been the over. Right. That would be the problem. If he didn't bet the over, we should have had him stopped immediately and sit in some sort of facility. Betting the under, nah, it's a sound investment. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
So let's talk about a thing that's going to get me the maddest this year. Are you aware of what's going on with college football and like conference alignments? Uh, only a little bit. I did hear, was it the Big 12? The, the Big 12, somehow their zombie conference is going to exist in two years. Yeah. The Big 10 has become the bad guy, which I'm, of course they are. And the Pac-12 is down to four teams. Yeah. The Big 10, who, like, okay, let's talk about what happened before I talk about why it's bad. What happened was, the last two weeks, it's become very apparent that the Pac-12 is done. They couldn't get a TV deal. They kept having, like, meetings with all the regions to try to get a TV deal. But unless they're going to stream on a Twitch channel, there ain't no TV deal coming. Particularly with the money tied up in the Big Ten SEC. So as you don't know, the Big Ten TV deal is so good for the schools. Schools are joining now for a reduced share for the fact that they're going to get a more share later. Indiana made more from football last year than – in their, reven- in their revenue sharing than Tennessee did in SEC. It's not close. So the Big Ten decided to add UCLA, USC, Oregon, and Washington to their Midwestern Conference, which now spans from Maryland to UCLA. The, Pac- the Big 12 fired back and stole back Colorado, took Arizona, Arizona State, and the reigning Pac-12 champ, Utah. This has happened before in college football. Conference of Risen died. The things that matter most about college football, the thing that makes the sport different and important are two things, rivalry and regionality. And now you're talking about college kids who are going to have to travel across the country to compete in swim meets. None of this makes it better for anyone except for the guys in suits getting checks. And people will say, oh, the SEC was the first to raid the Big 12 when they took AM and Mizzou a couple years back. Well, the Big 10 took Nebraska before that. And these teams who were actively saying, hey, I'm not sure I want to leave the Pac-12 have been forced into doing so by the financial insolvency of their league, evidenced by the fact that everyone fucking left. Why does it feel weird calling the big twin the bad guy? Because they've been doing this wholesome aw shucksisms for years and we bought into it because marketing works. It does. But now, objectively, the SEC is the little guy holding on to the vestiges of college football. When did baseball become the worst it's ever been? When they turned a regional sport into a national sport. The things that made your sport great, and that made your activities interesting was the fact that you had these deep-seated rivalries that were largely local, excuse me, and deeply regional. That's the whole thing that makes college football, college football, the rivalries, right? It's like... You know, I, you know, okay, I just and and not just the rivalries of the big rivalries, but the inner the in inside the conference rivalry. Mm-hmm. So even if it's not your immediate rival, anybody else in your your conference is your secondary rival, right? Immediately, and it comes down to be like, hey, at this point, you know, my team sucks this year, but we're gonna who was it? Was it 
South Carolina last year was a spoiler for just about everybody. <laughs> just like you're gonna play South Carolina, and they might fuck up your fuck up your chances because. I love that you're new because that's every year. Well, yeah. <laughs> South Carolina's just weird. Yeah. You just, but I mean, that's the thing, right? So I'm like, so we're not gonna do that, okay? I uh, okay, that's what you guys think. I, it's also the thing of like that nobody asked for that. Who wasn't just focused on money, right? So it's just like nobody. But even the money thing, it's like, is it really going to be better for money? Or is it, you think it's going to be better for well, money? Well, you're talking about the same conference that, in the Big Ten, that just had an entire athletic department and coach get ousted at Northwestern because of uh, 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 hazing rituals. And that's at Northwestern. They're bad at football. <laughs> they were abusing kids with no results. And so... Yeah, I have to ask. Remember also the Big Ten's the one that says we only allow prestigious schools in. Remind yourself of this when they sign Florida State in two weeks. The academic blue bloods. Okay. But now my question is this, Chris. If we can just have these and, – and let's just be very clear. The end goal is mega conferences. The end goal is two of them. We've always seen it coming, but we hoped it would be slower than this. And for those of you who are waiting for the NCAA to step in, I regret to re-inform you, the NCAA only exists to keep children broke. It serves no other purpose. Particularly in college football, where they don't handle anything on the conference level, handle anything on the national title level, or the bowl level, really. They're just an administrative wing collecting money off the work and blood, sweat, and tears of children. That's all. So... Slave owners? I do declare you call your slave student <laughs> athletes, do you? You know, like you say. I mean, I mean, you said all that stuff, and I'm like, yeah, this sounds sounds a lot like slavery. <laughs> and then you, know? you got the, you got Florida State taking hey, but the you know ACC what? I, to court. It just hit me though. It just hit me. Now it doesn't sound like slavery, but it's on that uh, Florida redefinition of slavery. But no, we're teaching them other skills, and they can learn other skills to go into other things. <laughs> Literally, it literally is slavery. But we, but they, but some of them, if they don't go into the NFL, they, they have, they, they've learned skills and they've, they've learned things. And so, yeah. My question is like, how do you like increase these valuations without pointing to like part of our bottom line is not paying our labor? Well, I mean, is there anything less American than that? It's really frustrating because I, I, mean, I love, I love football. I love I football in, in an unhealthy, uncommon way. My son will never put on a helmet. But if you watch quarterbacks on Netflix. No, I haven't. Dog. They put cameras around three quarterbacks all season. It's produced by Peyton Manning, so it's a bit of a quarterback circle mm -hmm. jerk, if you know what I mean. But they follow Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, and Mar Patrick Mahomes all season. Hmm. It's eight episodes. It's fantastic football propaganda. Fantastic football propaganda. It couldn't, Chris, it couldn't be more perfect. You get to see, I've never liked Patrick Mahomes more than I do right now. <laughs> I'm, I already called him Jordan Doggy Super Jordan. I'm all in on this cat. It's horrible how well it's worked on me. That's the thing. It's, yeah, I mean, it's that's the thing. They're really good at this. Because I was saying, you know what? It's the same thing with the UFC. We were talking about how they don't pay their stuff. And and again, you start watching. That's why I had to stop watching like the lead up yeah. to the fights and things like that. Because you get 
you get caught up into it. You're just like, oh man, this is so good. Now I gotta watch the fight, and you're just like, you know, they're most of the fighters are not making making any money, so they're literally literally fighting themselves to to early concussions and not making any money. Fuck, you know, it's but it's also just so American to exploit your labor and not pay them. So speaking of labor labor exploitation, last story for the week: Jonathan Taylor is in a trade send-off with the Colts. Who is Jonathan Taylor? If you're not a football fan, glad you asked. Jonathan Taylor is approximately 40% of the Colts' offense. That's over-under. I feel that feels conservative but accurate. Um, I'll say that's very conservative, but okay. <laughs> he is one of the many running backs who we talked about on last week's podcast week episode with Nada who have been angling to get paid, who say, hey, look, I to produce all this, I should get paid like this. Jim Ursay is when I make those Snyder jokes about like they needed someone to shake down Snyder back, they sit Jim Irsay because he cannot be shamed. Jim Irsay was once pulled over with cash and pills in his car. Enough cash to purchase a lot more pills, if you know what I'm saying. Irsay has been pushing back against running backs who said they're underpaid, saying that agents are selling bad faith arguments. Um, Jonathan Taylor's agent said that bad faith is not paying your top of the player. Uh, this is a player who was traded 41st overall in the 2020 draft, had 100, 1,100 um, yards rookie season 2021. He had 1,800 yards, excuse me, uh, and his 33 touchdowns and since 2020, only second to Derrick Henry. And now he wants to get paid. They refuse to pay him. And now... They're threatening to say he's out with a non-football injury. Mm. And you got this quote from last week. From Jim Irsay, I swear to God, this is a full quote. If I die tonight and Jonathan's out of the league, no one's going to miss us. The league rolls on. We know that. The National Football League, it doesn't matter who comes and who goes. It's a privilege to be part of it, and now it's time for us to do our work as an organization. He said that right before the trade request became public. Chris, while, like, on a deeply esoteric level, he's right. (laughs) Like, he's not inaccurate in saying that the world will spin on whether or not Jonathan Taylor gets made or if Jim Irsay for some reason dies. The fact that he opens it like, I could die tonight. Like, why start with that energy? I don't know. Uh, well, again, is it, uh, this is one of those things where it's like when, you know, you know when people show you who they are, believe them. Hey, hey, I I would retire right then. I got enough money. I'm gone. Y'all don't want me. Either I get traded or I'm I'm gone. I, I ain't gonna play. I'm not gonna. This is one of those things where I think, especially black athletes, have to learn this at some point. You gotta you gotta you know take care of your money because sometimes you gotta realize, hey, I made enough money. I'm good. I can take that money and go somewhere else and not. I understand we love the sport and things like that, and I don't know how hard that is. But at some point, you know, you don't work for someone. And I think athletes have to learn this too. Don't work for, you work for somebody, don't work for somebody who don't respect you. Somebody who don't respect you and know your worth is no different than, you know, working at a, a regular, you know, white collar or blue collar job that, hey, yeah, you know your worth and they're not willing to pay you. Either go somewhere else or fucking leave, man. Especially, especially and, for a sport like football, man, where you are in a position like putting, running back. As in a running back position where you were literally putting your life on the line that we, we know with CTE and everything else, nigga, I would, I, I'm sorry, no. 
I don't I don't love I don't love any, I don't love my job enough that and, I'm and going keep to keep in mind like when people are hearing to say oh he's respected to the way you show respect particularly in this avenue is with dollar signs that's the well, only way to measure dollars, it was one with dollar signs but also just that statement that Eric gave was also just hugely disrespectful <laughs> on top of that so there's one thing to be disrespectful uh, with the meteor money. hit the earth tomorrow what the fuck are you talking about? right but then that all right cool well the meteor's gonna be me not playing anymore so you guys are good then right you guys are good without me, right? Team that has that was I think won five games last year. They're bringing in a, a rookie quarterback out of uh, Florida, Anthony oh. Richardson, who's definitely not ready to play football. As a team yeah. that's on the rebuild, and for your best player to be this level of a top tier story, that's going to affect the locker room. So to me, my answer would be like, cool. Like this is where this is where I do think that you know people have to understand their worth. If they really believe that and they think that you are that, they don't respect you enough. All right, cool. I retire. I'm good. You know, I'm good. You guys, don't, you, you guys are going to be good this season, then, right? Thumbs up. Hey, congratulations. See you, see you later. I will fucking retire. And then I come wish, out of retirement. I wish NFL you... players could do it like NBA players. I know they can't because right. power dynamics wrong. But like with this shit with Dane, they're like, oh, if Dane doesn't get what he wants, he's going to stink up like like James Harden. You know James Harden will fuck up your team. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, hey man, I want to leave. We're gonna let you leave. Cool. I, I ain't it, doing shit. <laughs> well, I love, see, I love the way. See, the way that James Harden fucks your routine though was great. Like, it's not only just that him, like, all right, cool. So that means chicken wings and strippers for me. Not just chicken wings and strippers for me, but chicken wings and strippers for all the teams. Chicken wings and strippers on me. Uh, yeah. Let's go, fellas. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I see. Other people are are detrimental to your locker room because they become a cancer. I'm just spreading fun, man. Everybody loves me in the locker room. I'm the fun you, cancer. I'm the fun. I'm the fun guy. <laughs> I'm I'm the fun uncle. I don't yeah, want me. Uncle, I don't want me to watch these kids. Yeah, I don't want to watch these fucking kids. Yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 man. What you say? Hey, James. What you doing for the game today? For the game. Well, I'm going to the strip club and eating some of them free chicken wings from the from the from the. From the, from the from we got a game at two. I got a hookah appointment at ten. I see you about twelve forty-five. Yeah. I mean, like, you want to come? Yeah, you're trying to fall through. Right. <laughs> But like, yeah. what the football players can do that shit? I know they can't because like when you're on the field, you gotta move fast or you could get hurt. But like, if John Taylor went up there and like just sat down, what are they gonna do? Mm-hmm. I want I I want in my lifetime a football player to take this tack to be like, I, you know, I want like not Kirk Cousins, never Kirk Cousins. I want somebody to be like, I ain't throwing a ball today. I'm throwing left-handed. Like, do some shit to where it's like. But football's good at brainwashing you into putting that team in front of self thing. And and I applaud Jonathan Taylor for standing up for himself. I just worry that it's too little too late because, man, they wrote that contract. And uh, that CBA is – they have all the leverage in the world. That's the one thing I always – not the one thing. One of the many things I, I yell about to Morris Smith about is that he gave the teams all the power to penalize if there's a holdout occurring. And no one's holding out because they think they're getting paid too good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No one's like, this money's too good. Lower it and I'll come to practice. No. And so when the remedy for holdouts is, I think the upwards of fine is something like, it's a lot of money per day per fine to where mm-hmm. it's, it, it, they've taken the, there was a time in our lifetimes when Emmett Smith didn't come to camp and Jerry didn't want to pay his ass. And they lost two straight games. You know what Jerry did? Paid his ass. Mm-hmm. That's no longer a remedy. You yeah. have no power. So him being public and loud and ugly and yelling at his druggy owner, hey, sometimes things have to sometimes things have to get ugly to get fixed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 
again, I just one of those things, man. Sometimes it ain't worth it, man. And especially in a sport like that where the health dangers are real. Hey, man, listen. Listen, you got to know when it's time to say no more. I ain't doing this shit and have the exit plan of what you're going to do next. You know, and I think that's the thing just in general. We have to learn when enough money is enough money and just say, you know what? I can do something else. I can I can get that joy out of something else. But, but that's but also, that's yeah. that's and that's the, the 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 big downside of sports and football is that to get to the level that you're at, you have to you have to sacrifice other things. Yeah. You have to give mental and physical energy to this singular thing like that quarter dude, watch that quarterback series. It's they do all like the off like the in week training they do outside the building stuff, like all the mentals, uh, like it's very enlightening. Well, I was going to bring that up, too, because like, even for some of these positions, it's like those football towns and that. That's all you know. So, so it's got, not it's, so, 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 right. So so it's also like it's not as easy as I'm saying. It's just saying, well, just move. Do something else. It's like with all you ever known is football. So you can't, the only reason you've ever been valued. And the thing is, a lot of those towns are like, oh, your grades don't matter because you could run the rock. So mm-hmm. not only is it like I don't have physically have time to do both. One's being reinforced to be more important. At yeah. every level of my life. Yeah. And then they get to this level and say, ah, dog, it's important, but not important in the dollars. How you looking at it? Like that right there is not just saying, oh, I don't think you're worth it. It's your entire life's been mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's the impact. I don't think people are realizing that what you're telling these running backs is like, yo, this thing that you've chosen, this thing that has brought you love and life and has gotten you everything. Wrong investment player. Yep. Just the being you. to say. Yeah. But how they're going to pay running backs is not our problem. Talking about it is. Chris, thank you for joining us. Tell everyone they can find you. I know you're not on social media anymore, but maybe you could promo some of that insanity check nonsense that happened all yeah. last month. <laughs> so if you're a premium member, you get, you got, they got the last two insanity checks. Can check. they still go premium? Yeah, I think so. Someone I, asked me about that on the internet this week, and I had no answer. Yeah, I think you should be able to. I think I might have hidden the link, but I you can put it back. So the, the thing is, we're we're shutting down pretty much the end of the year. So if you're gonna do it, just do it month by month, so you can shut it down. And then the end of the end of the year. Um, but yes, you can still do that. So we got some premium stuff on there, and then for non-premium stuff, because after premium ends, all the stuff that we put out on MTR Network will just be regular feed on the MTR feed. Uh, but we got Super Tuesday recap right now, and we have a character corner that will be coming out soon. We are rewatching with Deepon. We are rewatching Asia Shield, and it's fantastic. So, um, yeah, just all of that fucking show. So, um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, again, just go to mtrnumber.net and you'll see us do that. And we have some other movies coming up uh, soon that we're going to be talking about. So, yeah. Dog, thanks for taking the time. Hope everyone enjoyed podcasts. We're going to be back in the swing of things every Monday morning in your inbox, pushing through the week as well. It's my podcast. Do what I want. And um, yeah, very excited to kick things off. Football season's almost here, uh, and uh, go dogs. That was your show. There is no outro. See you guys next week.